You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Hell State Nation? Welcome into Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast dedicated to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I'm your host, Taylor Jones. Locked On Mississippi State is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram. That's at Locked On Miss State, at Locked On M-I-S-S-S-T. You can also shoot us an email, LockedOnMississippiState at gmail.com. And new to the podcast, you can also text us or leave us a voicemail. That number to call or text is 662-338-4993. We look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you as we go on with Locked On Mississippi State. So for the first time in a couple of weeks, we've got our guy Bart Heitch with us on the program. And uh, I know last week was kind of a crazy week with Thanksgiving and our schedules not really aligning and uh, just so much going on last week. We didn't get a chance to talk uh, during the show last week, but we've got a lot to talk about today uh, during today's show. So Bart, it's uh, been a while, buddy. It's good to have you back on the show. How are you? I'm great, Taylor. Uh, good to be back. Holidays were great. I got to spend a lot of time with mom and the pups and, you know, just reflect on what I got to be thankful for, and it's a whole lot. And so thankful to be back on um, and just, uh, you know, ready to push these Bulldogs forward, brother. They need us. Yeah, that's right. We've uh, we've got a lot to talk about. I think the last time we talked, it was before the uh, Georgia game. State showing a lot of promise in their last two games. Uh, unfortunately, they were two losses, one to uh, Georgia, as we mentioned, of course, uh, falling in the Egg Bowl by a touchdown last week, having a chance to tie the game very late on a Hail Mary that didn't quite work out. But the key takeaway there is they haven't had that many players to work with due to COVID-19 situation in the SEC threshold. Uh, you heard you know, back before they played Vanderbilt that they were one player away from not being able to play that game due to the uh, threshold, and that ended up getting the Auburn game moved, and now Auburn is uh, going to be coming to town next weekend. But there's there was a lot of positive things to take away from that, in my opinion. And we'll first start with the quarterback, Will Rogers. It's the uh, quarterback situation that's been you know kind of blurry all year long. I mean, you look at the depth chart in the game notes, and every single week it said K.J. Costello or Will Rogers. It hasn't been a definite quarterback situation there. But looking at what Will Rogers has done in his last three games, he's uh, gotten pretty close to 1,000 yards over those three games. He's thrown over 150 passes since his last interception. The last interception he threw was uh, back in the Alabama game when he threw for two, and he ended up starting uh, after that game going forward. So Will Rogers is looking pretty comfortable out there, and I'm really interested to see uh, just how well he does going forward with the program. And there's so many good freshmen that are out there too. So I know it's been very uh, tough uh, seeing State lose very uh, by a very small margin, knowing they've been on the cusp of getting two big wins over two uh, really good teams. But do you like the direction that the freshman is uh, you know, leading the uh, State offense? I think it's uh, I think it's a great place to start um, tonight because I think it'll be the preface of kind of everything we get into as uh, as we've been discussing just how it is to deal with a young program you know and young team and you know kids that you don't really know what their strengths are and 
they're getting the key is Taylor. They're getting time. They're getting experience. You know, and man, look, our, our young DBs are just getting, to be honest, roasted at times. But it's experience, man. You know, I go through with my Makos. I mean, they, 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 you know, they just young kids don't know how to play. I don't say all. Most young kids don't know how to play. You know, every possession, every rep at the level that you have to play it at. There's very few high school programs in the country in any sport that can simulate, you know, how hard you have to play in an SEC game. Um, Wally's special. Um, I, I love Wally, man. I, I lo- like everything about him. You know, he's had a couple of drops that were, you know, you know, very, very time sensitive, if you will. Um, but he's going to be okay. You know, our running backs are going to be okay. Um, I, I'm really happy with what I see from Will. The point that you just made about the interceptions is extremely large because, you know, in this league, turnovers kill you. Um, turnovers kill you in any sport, no matter what it is, just like errors kill you in baseball. But at the same time, you know, the, one of the reasons that Tua, you know, and, I, and, and, and that's what I thought about when you said that point is Tua didn't throw picks, right? Didn't throw picks in college. 150 straight with that offensive line, especially against an elite Georgia, we played great against, we found holes. We actually had some, some timely runs when we needed to against a good defense. You know, not a lot of them, but here and there. Um, and our defense has been legit. You know, those young kids, don't forget about them on defense. I mean, they've played well all year and kept us in games, you know, maybe some that we shouldn't have been. And, you know, I just – I choose to believe that we'll get there. You know, I was way too high on us uh, after the first game. I think everybody was, but why would you not be? Man, it's my team, you know, and, I, and I'm behind the kids. I'm behind the coaching staff. But there's no there's no substitute for time and experience. My boy Robbie Coker said it best. Two state championships, Plainview High School used to be an assistant for Andy Kennedy. There's no substitute for time, man. And the time you get in the gym, the time you get in the lab, the time you get on the field. And that's the thing. Um, it has to translate to the game. And these kids are getting the game experience early in their careers that, you know, without COVID, without opt-outs, without all that stuff, they wouldn't be getting. Um so you'll see teams like State, LSU, um, you know, with all these young players, you know, they'll they'll grow from that. Um, and I think it's positive. I, I like our position a lot better than teams that have experienced players that have been playing for a long time. They're not producing. You know, I'd much rather them be young and making mistakes and losing and learning how to learning how to get over that obstacle and win than uh, than having guys who've been in the program three or four years continue to make the same mistakes and, uh, and play with lack of effort. Football and basketball are now in full swing, and Coors Light wants you to know that no matter what sport you pick, every day is your time to chill. So when you want to find a basketball game to watch, you want to watch football on Saturday or Sunday, it doesn't matter what team is playing. uh, Turn on the TV, crack open a cold Coors Light, and relax, because Coors Light is the official beer of watching football, of watching basketball, just to drink beer. So flip through the channels, find a game to watch, and crack open a cold Coors Light. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It is literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is perfect for that moment to unwind. So go to Coors Light. Uh, you can also find Coors Light and give it delivered straight to your door. For more information on that, go to get.coorslight.com. And you can get Coors Light delivered right to your door. You don't even have to go anywhere. So uh, find that game to watch. You don't even have to leave your couch. Get that Coors Light delivered straight to your door. Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Bart Heitch, join us. Yo. Big Joe Heitch, that would have been absolutely dangerous for him if he could have gotten Coors Light delivered to his house. I feel like it's dangerous for a lot of people. Oh, my. I mean, he, whoo. 
Boy, every time I hear you say that, I'm like, man, Big Joe Hike, how would you love that? So shout out to Coors Light, man. Love the Rockies. Hey, that's right. Uh, if the mountains are blue, I am happy. That's for sure. Bart Heights joining us on the program today, talking a little bit about Mississippi State football. Uh, the game this week against Missouri is postponed, unfortunately. And I got to say, Bart, I'm a little disappointed that it is postponed. Of course, you know, I love watching state football. I love watching it play on Saturdays. So not having state football on Saturday, of course, is a big disappointment. But as we alluded to a second ago, talking about that young talent and them really uh, getting in motion and kind of finding a rhythm there. You know, we talk about at the beginning of the year so much experience that we had on offense with KJ Costello at quarterback, a sixth year guy that played in the Pac 12, but he had been, you know, starting in college football for a while. Uh, Kylan Hill at running back, but now State's having to rely on a true freshman at quarterback and Will Rogers, two freshmen at running back and Joquavius Marks and Dylan Johnson. Uh, Jaden Wally, uh, your guy Jaden Wally at the uh, wide receiver position. So it's really gone from an experienced unit to an inexperienced unit. But I feel like they were really coming together and gelling and, you know, getting a team like Missouri. I don't know what the result would have been, but I felt pretty confident heading into the week that they were going to get a big win over Missouri and they were going to have a really good chance at getting a very beaten up Auburn team who got shellacked against Alabama and were are probably going to get shellacked this Saturday against Texas A&M, just being completely honest. So I'm a little disappointed that we don't get a chance to see Mississippi State carry on that momentum uh, heading into the big Auburn game next Saturday. I agree. Um, you know, at the same time, it's about progress, Taylor. You know, my Makos have, uh, you know, in our first game, we were down 30 in the first half, ended up losing by 16. Second game, we got beat by 40 by the number two team in 2A. Um, bad coaching. Had us some bad stuff. Didn't know our personnel. Um, you know, game three, we battled and almost beat a good 5A team. Um, tonight, we lost by four, and we were down 20 to two. Okay? Point is, it's about progress. Um, and to me, like I said earlier, the time, the time is practice, man. You, you can't fix it in the game. Coach Williams used to always say that, man. You cannot fix it in the game. You can you can adjust it, but you cannot fix it. You have to fix it in practice, in the reps, and in getting the game reps and replicating how fast it's going to be when you have to make that third down catch here and there, when you have to throw it in this window. Um, when when the blitz is coming from here and there and you hadn't seen it before, but then you get to see it, and then the next time you go out, well, you know, that's where film study comes in. I, th- I think the thing is, like, I don't think – See, I, I, you know, I don't know how we do this. I'm sure we do it at a pretty high level, but it's got to be hard with COVID. Um, the big eye don't lie, man. That, ain't, that film ain't going to lie to you about what you did or what you didn't do, you know. And uh, and that's where I think that, that you know, yeah, I want to see us play. Yeah, I want to. But at the same time, man, this year's a giveaway year if you're not good. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, all the teams that win and, and do something – Worth, worth putting on their resume is going to be like, oh, it totally matters. Well, all the ones that ain't no good are going to say, man, this year didn't matter. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is. I guess, so really, like, I guess really the only two teams in the SEC that aren't really following that method are Vanderbilt and South Carolina, right? Because they still fire their coaches in the middle of a pandemic when you can't have 100% capacity in the stadium. Right. I, I, and it's like and then the only, on the opposite side of that, Alabama and Florida are the only ones that are going to say it's a relevant season. 
That's right. Do, do That's you right. think do you think Georgia is going to say it's a relevant season? Oh, absolutely not. They probably are now. They're probably saying, you know, it's a relevant season now that we've got JT Daniels in and Kirby Smart probably should have put him in a little earlier, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of see that too. They're going to be like, oh, well, you know, it, it, it was a COVID year. Our quarterback situation was rough. We didn't figure it out until later in the year. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see Bulldog fans saying that. Uh, Athens Bulldog fans, not Starkville Bulldog fans. I, I mean, I would, you know, and, and I do think, though, if JT Daniels would have been healthy uh, or, or been available all year, excuse me, um, it, it would have been different for them. Um, quarterback plays a big deal, man. Just like point guard play. It's a huge, huge, huge deal. And – you know, until you until you have that guy that every single time down on the basketball court or every single time the ball is snapped and it's in his hands, that you feel comfortable. Man, it's tough. It's tough to compete in leagues that are worth anything. You know, that have decent teams and decent coaches and decent uh, decent players. So I'm not that. I'm not that. Um, I just I see a bigger picture as I'm sure Coach Leach does. And I'm sure that's what he's preaching to the kids. If we don't get to play, it just gives us more time to work on the fundamental part of who we got to be, um, who we kind of like, to your point, are starting to figure out. You know, we figured it out a little bit in the Georgia game. You know, that was a winnable game. Didn't quite have enough guys who made enough game-winning plays. And our secondary struggles, man, really bad except for Emerson. Emerson's lockdown, man. I told you for the year, man, that dude, that dude's high level. And he's big. He's a big corner, big physical corner. Um, but a lot of cats don't throw at him. You know, and they're picking those matchups to where you've got guys coming in and out that just haven't seen the physicality and speed of this league and haven't ha- haven't gone against these offensive coordinators that are different than the guys they went against in high school. So, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know, I trust the system. I trust the process. I'm not ready to give up, you know, three, four years down the road. If it's not changing, you know, you have to start analyzing stuff, you know. Kind of like a basketball program a little bit with things, you know, not necessarily do you need to make a change to the top, but how you how you attacking, what, what's your scheme doing? You know, is it progressing every week and working? And um, I just think that's the type of things that you figure out when you have that time to practice instead of play. But there's no substitute for games. Don't get me wrong, ever. There's never a substitute for a game. But when you're young, you know, you, you got to develop perfect practice before you can develop a perfect game. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. Bart Heitch on today's show. We're talking a little state football now. Coming up in segment number two, we'll recap the uh, first three games of the state basketball season. Mississippi State getting their first win uh, against Texas State earlier in the week. And uh, they've got another big chance. Our coach uh, Ben Howland has another big chance for a milestone on Friday against North Texas. Bart and I are going to be talking about that. And we're also going to get a full Baby Mako report. Looking forward to hearing that in segment number three. Baby Makos, Baby Makos. Hey, that's right. Looking forward to uh, talking about them down at Orange Beach High School. Uh, but today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. You hear me talk about Built Bar all the time. It's the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. I mean, when you hear of a bar that's covered 100% in chocolate and soft and easy to chew, you think, ah, there's no way this thing is healthy. But what if I told you it was low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber, perfect for those that are health-conscious and perfect for those on the keto diet? If you don't believe me, let's take a look at the Cherry Barcia. That is one of the uh, many bars that are in the Taylor Jones repertoire, if you will, when it comes to Built Bar. Only 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. You're not going to beat that in a protein bar anywhere. They have 18 amazing flavors, including coconut, almond, German chocolate, banana bread, 
salted caramel, and double chocolate. They've got six new flavors for you to try, including the cherry barcia, as well as the lemon almond cheesecake, the apple almond crisp, and the caramel brownie. You can go to builtgo or builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on. You will get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. We're talking state basketball in just a few moments. This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. Welcome back to today's show, Taylor Jones, Bart Heights. We are now going to uh, transition into Mississippi State basketball. Mississippi State having uh, getting off to a rough start in Melbourne, Florida, as they uh, left Melbourne with an 0-2 record. But they got back on track Monday as they defeated Texas State. It was the 500th win for Coach Ben Howland. If he wins on Friday against North Texas, or really whenever his next win is, he will have win number 100 as the head coach at Mississippi State. And I know the first couple of games, they really didn't uh, didn't get the big win. Uh, they had to rely a lot on their starters. I was taking a look at the uh, stats yesterday, Bart, about what happened in uh, the first two games compared to what happened against Texas State. Did you know that in the game on Monday night, Mississippi State's bench scored nine more points than the first two games combined off the bench. They had uh, 15 points combined uh, between the Clemson and Liberty games off the bench. They had 24 against uh, Texas State. So that's always got to be a good thing when you get more players involved. You know, it is, and it's, uh, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with opponent. Um, and trust and time, um, you know, you're a lot, you know, nothing against Texas State, um, but it is a, it, it's a non-power uh, five league. Yeah, Liberty is to, is a team that, that doesn't play in a big conference, but they're a good basketball team. Clemson uh, was a little bit better um, than I thought. I do not think they're a tournament team. I could be wrong about that. They've got some experience, but, um, you know, you make your free throws in that game, you win. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, look, you you can look at what you want. We're bad offensively, and we don't play we don't play the style of basketball that the game has gone to. You know, we 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 throwing it inside. We got two bigs. We're going long. We're going, um, and that's okay. Um, but if you're going to do that, you've got to win the free throw battle. Those free throws are very very important because you know that's the easiest shot you're going to get. Because if you're you know against I think it was against Clemson, it was Clemson or Liberty one like. We were 0 for 3, you know, at halftime. Well, we don't shoot threes. You know why that is, Taylor? Why is that? Because we ain't got nobody who can shoot it. Sounds about right. <laughs> you know, and I mean, like, Molinar's a big deal. He's a big deal now. I mean, he's a, he's a 16, 18-point-a-game guy. I think got people are going to be really happy and settle down a little bit when he gets there. Um, I just – early in the game – uh, early in the season, uh, I just – I'm worried about our offensive firepower in this league. Um, you know, there's some teams that are going to be able to, to score. But I but I haven't been really that impressed overall, Taylor, with the SEC, to be honest with you. You know, Kentucky had a good, bad loss at home to uh, – or a bad loss to Richmond. I don't know if it's a home or not. You know, Richmond's got – you know, a coach that's been there a while, and they're always talented. They play in a good league. Um you know, but there, there's other teams like Auburn and Auburn got handled by Gonzaga. Now, Gonzaga might be best in the country, you know, um, but at the same time, Alabama gets dealt by Stanford. You know, that's a team that we're all high on and expecting to do, you know, big things. So, 
State losing to Clemson and Liberty, conference is out of the gate real slow. So <clears throat> that makes it much that much more important because you've got less games, you know, and you've got to win these games that like matter to the committee. Um, so you know, there's not a whole lot of room for error right now. You know, with some of these games we're going to play that we we, we are supposed to win and have to win. Um, I'm concerned with the offensive firepower. We do play hard and we do guard. We do have rim protectors. Um, I really like 35, the freshman inside, man. I think he's just an extension of Reggie Perry. Um, different, a little bit longer uh, in ways. They, they play a little bit different. But he, he's going to be a star, but we're going to have to have guys, you know, on the outside when people start collapsing that we can pitch it out to that can jump up and make shots. Um, uh, but – and I think – you know, I think Stewart's had to take on a whole lot more in the first few games without Molinar. I had that ball in his hands a lot more. I like him slashing more, coming off screens, um, you know, really attacking the basket, not necessarily from the point, but, you know, kind of coming off a handoff, you know, when he can get downhill a lot easier and doesn't have to create it off the dribble. So, you know, I'm not ready to panic yet um, because of, to be quite honest, because of what I've seen from the other teams in the SEC so far. Um, if the other teams were doing what I thought they would do, I would be a little bit more nervous. But, um, you know, we got some practice time. You know, we get some guys back, get some guys, uh, you know, in, in the mix. But uh, the bottom line is we want to make more shots, and we definitely want to make more free throws. Next game coming up for Mississippi State will be on Friday night against North Texas. That game will be at the Hump. It will be the second of three straight games that the Dogs will play at the Hump before they go to Atlanta to take on our good friend Anthony Grant and the Dayton Flyers. Uh, Taylor Jones, Bart Heitch with you on today's episode of Locked On Mississippi State. We've got one more segment coming up, and you're not gonna you're uh, not gonna want to miss this. As uh, Coach Bart Heitch is going to be joining uh, joining the program, talking about the uh, Orange Beach Makos and uh, what their teams have been doing. Uh, since the season started in the AHSAA over across the state line. Uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, talking with Bart about that. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Mississippi State and Missouri not happening this weekend. So no crossover Thursday here on Locked On Mississippi State, but crossover Thursday is live all across the Locked On Podcast Network tomorrow as uh, you've got a handful of SEC games going on. We're going to see uh, Auburn and Texas a and I know is one of them. Uh, you'll see a crossover episode between the host of Locked On Aggies and Locked On Auburn. They'll be talking about the game. Of course, it's a big deal over on the Locked On NFL podcast as well. Uh, crossover Thursday is a great way for you to get a quick breakdown of every game in college and the NFL. And if you're on the NFL side for your fantasy team, for your parlay, it's per- perfect, really. And it's a big deal all across the Locked On podcast network. Crossover Thursday coming up tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Segment number three of Locked On Mississippi State coming at you right now. Taylor Jones, Bart Heitch talking about state football, state basketball, and now we're going to cross the state lines as we're now joined by Coach Bart Heitch. He's uh, been coaching up the Orange Beach Makos, the uh, big Makos, and the baby Makos. So what's the uh, Mako report this week for you, Bart Heitch? How are, uh, how are the guys doing? Well, uh, we'll uh, you know, we always start with the baby Makos, baby. That's right. Hey, you can't build a program without them babies. And uh, the baby Mako boys and girls um, swept their arch rival last night. Um, the word for the day for both of them was adversity. And we told them the adversity was going to come, and it came. 
and uh, they overcame and beat their their arch rival, who happens to be six A, and we're two A. You know, and for the for for, for the fruit um, to start there, um, it's, it that it doesn't get any better than that. Um, and and then, you know, it's been tough though. You know, we've been hit pretty hard with COVID, man, and, and it kind of goes to the point of what these football teams and everybody's dealing with. You know, and especially in basketball, it's tough, man, because you got lower numbers, and you know we. You know, we have, we have uh, none, unfortunately, none of our kids have tested positive, but, um, you know, we've had, you know, other sports, you know, that have had things um, happen to them. And, um, but I, I was so proud of my baby Makos last night, man. I mean, they, I got to tell you about this one play. So, like, they, they just don't know how to play yet. And, like, the crowd will get going. They'll get excited. We'll be in the right defense, and then the ball will come in. And then we got this one kid. I call him heart and soul, man. And like, dude, he just – he literally goes and assaults people trying to get the ball. And he doesn't mean to. Just playing so hard, you know? And so I told him uh, the other night, he said, what can I do different? I said, absolutely nothing, son. I said, you just keep playing that way and we'll teach you how to play. So um, the babies are just, they're hungry, you know, and, and they got to win. My mom was here. She got to see it. Um, and it was just a special, special night. It was the day after my dad, uh, what would have been my dad's 79th birthday. Um, you know, and I came to tears a little bit uh, after the game, to be honest with you, because uh, this is my passion. It's what I love to do. And uh, to mix basketball and kids, you know, I don't have any of my own. So it's really, you know, it's just to, to only have other people's kids where you don't have to deal with all the stuff they mess up at home and in school yeah. is fun. Um, but the other is a, is, is a work in progress. Our, our older girls are really good already, um, you know, and they just still, it's a matter of learning how to play. We don't have anything, like I've said, but sophomores and, uh, and freshmen playing against 11th to 12th graders, you know, uh, a lot of private schools, you know, down here, you know, that had that, that good basketball players. So learning experience is good, but it's time and score. It's turnovers. It's just basic passing, dribbling things that, that take time, and we can't shoot it a lick. Um, but like I was saying earlier, I was referring to the older Makos. Um, tonight we got down 20 to 2, Taylor, on the road. Um, had a couple of guys suspended and out because they missed practice over the holidays. Some of our best players. Um, and then those guys came back in, and we and we kind of became a team tonight, and we battled back and lost by four points. Uh, and that's a team that doesn't know how to win yet. So, you know, just like the state football, man, you, you focus on the you focus on the positive, but you really, really, really dig in on the fruit, man. And so, you know, if we keep growing these baby makos in a couple of years, they'll be uh they'll be sophomores, and these uh and these older makos will be seniors, and. And we, and we develop in uh, we develop in some sharks, man, and I mean that. You know, I the reason I say it is because like you know, there's a lot of kids that listen to the show and stuff, and, and you have to. I had a kid tonight, man. He's he's got the biggest heart. He just, he, he struggled because the game gets a little bit too fast. So we said, Coach, what can I do? And we get in the gym, can we? I was like, Man, you just keep learning right now, you know, and just keep trusting us. And, you know, saying so all you coaches out there, man, just trust your young kids, man. Put them in positions that are uncomfortable. But as good coaches, try to find positions that they're not that uncomfortable all the time, you know, and know when and when not to. Um, so the report down here from the Makos, man, you know, the, the, we're winning some and we're losing some, um, but but we're building something, you know, and it's just good to be a part of something like that, uh, just like I know Coach Leach and, and the football program as the state. Um, but, folks, it takes time uh, and it takes effort and it definitely, definitely, definitely takes a want to. Um, you have to develop that want to. You know, so that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. Uh, very happy to hear that report. Uh, looking forward to some big things as uh, I know Christmas break coming up in a couple of weeks. And then, of course, basketball will hopefully be in full swing when we return in January. 
Uh, looking forward to more of those uh, baby Mako reports as we go on here on Locked On Mississippi State. That's going to do it for today's show. Uh, we've got a couple more shows uh, coming up this week. I may have some surprises for you. don't really know. Uh, but in the meantime, Bart, uh, how can people uh, find you on social media and connect with you? Most times you need me, I'm working, coaching basketball, or hanging out with my 15-year-old shih tzus. Um, but I am on Snapchat, and most of all that's documented. Uh, at bheich22, that's at b-h-y-c-h-e-2-2 on Snapchat, Insta, and Twitter, and uh, Facebook, Bart Heich. Um, I love interacting, man. I just, hey, y'all keep praying for our country, man. Um, you know, and it's all of us just keep getting better every day and, uh, and pull together. You can follow us on social media at Locked On Miss State on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Locked On M I S S S T. You can also send us an email, Locked On Mississippi State at gmail.com. We look forward to connecting with you. You can also call us or send us a text. Just uh, either call or text the number 662 338 4993. Two more shows coming up to wrap up the bye week for uh, state football. Uh, We've got a big basketball preview coming up on Friday as the Bulldogs will host North Texas at the hump. But for uh, Bart Heitch, I'm Taylor Jones signing off saying have a great day, everyone. Hail State. We'll talk again soon. Go Dogs.